Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. It dawns on me as uh, I just put up the new calendar for the next year that this is our grand finale of Saints Radio for the year 2021. And what a year it has been. So, welcome to this splendid celebration and we are really thankful for again the privilege of having been able to partner with each of you over this past year and we look forward to the year of the saints the year of um, great favor the year of expansion of our mission throughout the world and um, most importantly we look forward to partnering with our Lord Jesus and following him as he gives directives as to where to go what to do how to do it um, it's it's exciting and um, when that that uh, actual beginning of journeys will commence I don't know but I do know that we are we're going to enjoy that very soon. So I want to thank Monica for her faithful ministry over this past year. Oh well, thank you. Well, I'm talking. This is a year-end program. So. Wow! Thank you. It's very kind of you. It's good to have you here across the the sacred desk. <laughs> trying to remember what things were like before we had this sacred desk what think, this in this room yeah i think we sat on the same side and shared a mic for a while we did that for a while back when we first started to reach out to to france we had a computer up here and we would position our microphone by the to uh f- well we would speak into the microphone, but we had a microphone in the audio to collect what Sylvie and Luke would say. Yeah. Those were infantile beginnings. Well, I remember in the very beginning, it was during the time we were actually building that first, well, I guess maybe the second Saints Network website, the functional website that would host the broadcasts. And boy, was that a bear to build. But I remember just somewhat collaborating with you about what kinds of things you were wanting because we were getting the TriCaster. And, and I remember when you said you wanted a radio broadcast. And, and immediately I envisioned you broadcasting from your office just having a mic in your office and I don't know where I was getting that but that's what I originally envisioned and and I envisioned myself because I was intricately involved in that process as being somewhat of a um, producer or somebody that would just um, facilitate up here close by making sure things were working etc cetera, etc cetera, which you know is just absolutely one of my set skills 
And little, I had no idea that I would actually be a partner in this endeavor for how many years now. And you, you did the broadcast, I think, alone the first, the first week, and I just sat in here quietly because well, there was one mic for you. It was your mic. It was your broadcast. And I think by the third week, I came up here and you had bought me a mic, and so. And then we launched the French radio broadcast, which was. That was also quite an experience. <laughs> yes, it was. But <clears throat> I yes, hope it that, was. I hope that whoever's listening and has listened over the years has joined us faithfully, which we truly do appreciate that this has been somewhat of a fruitful, a fruitful endeavor before the Lord. Yeah, well, that's a nice walk down memory lane. I remember the concept of this particular program has always been baffling to some. Because the fact that we just kind of flow with whatever we feel the Spirit is wanting us to say, or sometimes, you don't really do this, but I joke around and, well, you, you know, you're more spiritually minded. I take us off track a lot of times but you know i remember what the lord put in our heart initially was you know we got teaching that's coming all the time from here and you know i i know that people have said oh you know it's too much word you know you write these books it's like a term paper and because the point is is we're trying to establish what the scriptural validity is for what we do and with that you don't you don't want to build on emotionalism or whatever the latest fad is or whatever we feel good about at that time and so we we normally pump out scriptural teachings which is wonderful but we needed something where people could just be people and whether we've done that well enough or not, I don't know. But it, it just really troubled some because they couldn't figure out what it was that we were doing on this when we joked about the chit-chat, you know. And I, I thought, well, what, you know, you just, you just don't really grasp that there are people that are listening to us right now that are part of this network family and many of them are isolated and this was before COVID. they're all alone in a place far far away and they're faithful to learn the teachings but it it's just nice to pull up a chair with them and have some brew and just talk about things and it it might help them and i believe it does so this end of the year broadcast we've done some strange things on this i remember when we would do um uh fast of feastings and we would have food up here and pastor larry would have pizza and other people would have something they could snack on we were rejoicing at what the lord was doing you were going to say something oh no we had to put the kibosh on that because these mics are so high tech that that you can hear every smack, every chomp, every smack, and and I don't know if that was necessarily appealing. 
<laughs> to our listeners. Well, that's true. That's that's true. And of course, early on, before the woke culture hit, you know, we would have visits from guys from India. Oh yeah. Who would ask when Annette was coming, and you know, we would have all kinds of things, and then we had to kind of put the kibosh on that one because other people were offended. It probably would have got us in trouble. Even though I think that's, I grew up listening to, and you did too, like Rich Little and people who would do imitations of others and they'd do john wayne they'd do sammy davis jr they you know and it, it was funny it wasn't mockery it was it was funny but now i guess you can't do that because it could hurt somebody or for john wayne alienate the the uh, the duke society um Maybe it's cultural appropriation because now Jerry Smith could do a John Wayne because he's of the cowboy genre, genre but I could never get away with it. Um, but anyway, it's nice to be able to have this time. And plus we talk about things that are coming up. Maybe we can give a better explanation of things that perhaps have been announced and help people to understand more clearly the directives that God regularly puts forward for us. Right? Right. Amen. So, um, anyway, happy 2022. Whoa. Got the new Far Side calendar hanging on the wall looking at us right now. It's really so hard to believe that What's transpired in the last two years? I mean, really, I just... I mean, it seems like yesterday in a lot of ways, but it also seems like a decade ago that we were gathered here for that spring seminar in 2020 and the lockdown was initiated in the midst of that and we had to count the number of people in the building and could not let any of our congregation actually come into the seminar and of course thank god for the live stream capacity but it just is so it's just it's just wild to me to think about how things have transpired and now here we are with another huge wave of this covid virus thankfully that seems to be a lot less um Intense, I guess, in nature. Um, I saw last night that the CDC had minimized the quarantine time now for those people that have been exposed from 10 days to 5 days. Which, mm-hmm. And I read, when I read the article, they it seems to me like they did it in reaction to the different services that were suffering, because, like airlines and things like that, because um, so many people had not had were in quarantine. So interesting way that supply and demand works but right yeah and and again and two things about that when you do studies of different pandemics major ones over the years even the things that happen that aren't really that trumpeted there there seem to be diminishing waves of how the thing first comes in and it's it's really rough 
and then it adjusts itself because they say that the virus understands that if it kills people, then it, it won't be able to promulgate itself. And so the fact that this Omicron, it's funny to hear people battle about Omicron or Omicron, um, tomato, tomato, it's, um, it's diminishing in its effects. I'm not saying people aren't being greatly affected by it who, who, who are, God forbid, touched by it. But I'm believing that by a month, a couple of months from now, things are really going to be relatively back to normal and this is a last a last lashing of of this thing but the other thing is you mentioned march of 2020 our agenda here in march and in september is to provide for our network family who makes the trip here and for me and and i know for you I know some of our uh, constituents didn't really understand why we were being so, um, what's a good word, restrictive. It was because we didn't want to have the seminar shut down for our guests. And at that time, you know, this city is largely, I'll just say it, democratic. And they are Democrat. I wouldn't say they're democratic, they're Democrat. Um, and they were, they were just ex- extending the long arm of control and and um, police presence and stopping people after ten o'clock at night on the roads, asking where they're going, and just weird stuff. And it was only after Governor Abbott started to put the kibosh on that kind of thing, just like. Governor uh, DeSantis in Florida, uh, that we really were able to to function with wisdom, but somewhat back to normal. So our agenda in March of that year was to provide for the people who came. And our congregation had wonderful live streaming. We asked them to be in prayer during the sessions. And they came and they served, and, and many of them went home to do that in prayer and to me i think prophetically that kind of was like bread on the waters for what the world entered into in the next year and a half where everybody well maybe not everybody but a large portion of the people were doing that even in france today there are so many restrictions on people and they're they're um they're sequestered in their homes they don't like it but maybe there was something to that prayer beyond just the March 2020 um, offering. So, uh, and I, I still don't understand things. Like, I know France is, has uh, mandates and vaccine, the threat of vaccine passports and and but Katie got a note from one of her former uh, colleagues teaching from North Texas, your alma mater, and she was flying over to Paris to to conduct a um, 
a study abroad program. So I have no idea how <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody can be shut down. I have some friends who just married, and they took a three-week honeymoon through Paris. Through They went into Greece. They went into Italy. I mean, they just, for three weeks, they traveled, and they're both vaccinated, and I guess the, the vaccine passport is, is something that is a requirement, but um, I know it's, it's just difficult, really difficult to discern, but at the same time, I really do feel like the Lord is showing us and speaking exactly what He desires for us to hear and see, mm-hmm. yeah. and we just have to just keep our ear leaned up against there and our eyes open and be aware and alert and ready and um, excited, encouraged, and and not really in any way let the things that we see happening around us in this world affect what we are called to do at the throne and 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 from the throne as we're sent forth. So it's it's um I don't know. I'm trusting the Lord because I know what's in my heart to do as far as ministry and the nations that he has on my heart and has for many, many years. And and I know that this vaccine is going to, it's going to be the, well, I don't know this because I know, I, I just feel like the Lord's going to intervene because we have so many saints that are anti-vax that we know are called out into the field. And so the Lord is just going to have to help us and just supernaturally part the waters and, and allow us to, to go in and come out because we don't know how that's going to happen, but we trust him. Yeah, in, in regard to foreign governments actually let, letting people come in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, or even, I mean, they're threatening to... I mean, I saw yesterday that they're th- they're, Biden is trying to threaten just a general airfare, air travel in the U.S. Yeah. And, I mean, thankfully, we have cars and we can get in our cars and drive across, across the country, but it's not quite the same. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, I was reading the BBC this morning and um, there was a group of a flight. 140 people from London to Innsbruck, Austria. And the Austrian government... Turned them away. Turned them away. Just make a U-turn and... They let 20 of them take a rapid test, and they could stay. Was it a lottery or something? No, I don't know why that was. But, you know, all of that um, restriction is very strong in some of those countries, and... So be that as it may, you know, I I think that one of the things we need to do as we prepare to move into the new year is to truly give thanks for the amazing things that God has done in this last year. For instance, I'm looking at this equipment that the saints have purchased and it's installed and it's functioning wonderfully. Um, I I just give thanks to the Lord for that because when we were looking through the different things and we spent a lot of time trying to determine whether to go TriCaster or this equipment and they were f- floating out 
large numbers. And, you know, we didn't go crazy, which we could have done. Go but, crazy? Well, buying a lot more <laughs> st- bells and whistles than we needed. Um, but even the total that we arrived at seemed astronomical. And there were some, and I'm not faulting anybody, This I, I had to process it myself, who said, do we really want to to make this commitment? And I I said, I feel this is what the Lord wants. He'll provide. And boy, did he. And so many of you were just extremely sacrificial in your obedience. But um, when we thank you for that. We bless you for that. But the money came in, and we were able to pay for it. And I'm thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong. I was going to say, was was that spring seminar, or maybe it was the spring seminar in 2021, where we did the prophetic worship night, where we had people glean um, God's provision and the creative ways he's going to provide for this equipment. Here's when it was. It was f- fall of last year. Of 2021. And we had... No, no. No, no, of 2020. And we had issues with our TriCaster. It glitched, and it wasn't working. And we we prayed, and we promoted that because then we then went through those next several months researching and trying to find out what, what we could do. And I remember we had meetings with the TriCaster people. We thought we were going that way. And this took many, many months. And then it led into um, it led into the early part of the year. So that was in 2020. When we decided that this is what the Lord wanted to do. Because we did it. I remember we did it. Um, a lot of you all were, were joining with us remotely mm-hmm. because we had a skeleton yeah. crew here because it was still... 2020 yeah because i remember uh, the folks in florida were texting me and giving me their words and yeah um the uh, when i say florida i mean both both sides and um and other people throughout the network so that was a great blessing yeah and and um and the lord really did provide through many many of those creative insights that were shared that night yeah, and I remember we went through the process of praying and asking God, do you want us to do a Holy Ghost offering? Like we did when we first bought this equipment, where people brought things. And he he said, no, don't do it that way. Even though there was some from that night, uh, there was a dear lady in this church who had a word about people giving gold coins and different things. And she brought a gold coin at the beginning of the year. and But we didn't go the route we did when we initially brought. As mirac- miraculous as that was. But we just put the, the word out and said... I think we, it was a per, like more of a personal, what would the Lord yeah. have you to give? Yeah. I mean, still, still a Holy Ghost offering in some respects, still a sacrifice. Yeah, but it wasn't like, you remember that first one where it said people brought things, they brought property and they sold it and 
that's what we did. I mean, you brought things of meaning. I did. Uh, lots of people did. And I remember, wasn't it Stacy McGill knew the, those gold and silver people? Uh, she orchestrated that those people that came. And I remember, where did where did we set them up so people could? In your office. That's right. That's right. We had to go to the principal's office. Yeah, that's <laughs> to right. To take our our treasure, our <laughs> gold and frankincense, and merge to the the principal's office. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you know, it would have been an easy thing to say, "Oh, okay, that worked that way that time. Let's do it again." But God's didn't want us to do it that way. I'm not saying we won't ever do it that way again. It's kind of like the 17th time that we did the Holy Ghost car wash. <laughs> and the 18th time, I'm thinking, I don't know if that's what God's saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is going to take about three oh, hours. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. Uh, especially when we went into France. Oh. It, re- it reminded me in, in, in Montelimar and in other places, but more in Montelimar because of the, of the groups that came in under the watchful eye of Chevalier. Um, some of those folks would go through once, and there was always such a long line. That they were like that, that the minions. Remember when uh, Gru was giving them kisses good night, and then they'd come back around and say, "Wait, I already kissed you." <laughs> and you think you're up here again? No double dipping. I think my most memorable Holy Ghost car wash. I heard it. I heard it referenced the fire tunnel. Have you heard that? Yeah. The fire tunnel. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was, but they said something about a fire tunnel. I thought, what is that? And then I realized, oh. But um was in Paris. Like one of our original first times in Paris. Yeah. And we did it in the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody fell over and it was just, I mean, it's like the earth shook. And this this wonderful man of God with a very low voice, you heard him in the background go, boom. Yeah, I, I don't know. Now, is that an English and a French word? Boom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to, is it really? Oh, it has to be. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have Luke and Sylvie verify Like, that ouch. I mean, is ouch? I How do you I say ouch know. in French? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would think that ouch is pretty ah, much counterculture. That's okay, how you say it in French. Cross-cultural. Ah. <laughs> ouch! <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'll never forget, though. Uh, We had finished one of those car washes. And at the very, toward the very end, Luke and Sylvie were coming. And Sylvie was driving the wagon. Sylvie was, Luke was there. We didn't know Luke the way we know him now. But... Sylvie really wanted to go through, and I think she must have, I don't know this, but must have convinced Luke that he had to go through too. And I, I always remember that. I always remember, that's such a wonderful memory. And, um, and that of course. A, was that Montelamar? Yeah, that was yeah. Montelamar. Yeah. There was a different clientele in Montelamar because they came from all over the place. And up in at uh, Paris, at Lebrun's church, that was, there were people that came in from Paris, but that was more his congregation. And um, what is that? I. <laughs> who wrote that? It's Google Translate. Oh, Google Translate. <laughs> of course, it, 
<laughs> of course, the way I'm pronouncing it is probably not the way they pronounce it. It's much more eloquent in French than it yes, is in English. Yes, it's, it's more, uh, it's luscious. It's spoken in a more luscious way. So, um, anyway, but we, we're we very grateful that 2021, God allowed us to, to get this, and we're still trying to process. We're using it, obviously. We're doing a lot of things with it, so I don't want anybody to think that we haven't taken it out of the box yet, like a lot of Christmas presents. We're functioning with this, but there are things that we need to do, particularly for our... Uh, our teaching vein, so that it uh, the the mess the not just the messages but the words, the structured teachings that we as saints are responsible for need to be put forward for the Brazilians and for the French, and I I suspect that as we do that. Um, there will soon follow Spanish. I'm, I'm assuming that. So, <clears throat> but this, uh, this coming weekend is going to be a weekend of prayer. And we have asked, asked our congregation to New Year's Eve to do what the Lord lays on their heart to do. I was going to suggest, and I mentioned this to you, uh, an all-nighter, but then I recognized that first Saturday is New Year's Day, and we needed to have an additional expression on that Saturday, that New Year's Day, first Saturday. And if we had people up all night, even though that's in into the new year, um, probably I remember when we do all-nighters, you you go back home and you sleep for a couple hours and then you just feel whooped for the rest of the day and I'm not saying that you can't pray in that environment but I know people well enough to know that it's better that we do the New Year's celebration in the way God directs have a first Saturday directive but then on Sunday we're going to really commit the service here to uh, offerings of prayer and offerings of thanks and offerings of prophetic declaration. Um, I don't really know exactly how that's going to manifest itself, but uh, just be prepared that if you tune in on Sunday, that's what you're going to get. And don't be put off by it. Just prepare your hearts for it. I don't know how it will manifest, but um, that's what we're going to do. So it'll be a threefold release. Now, I know, like, for instance, our brothers and sisters at uh, First Fruits Church in Sao Paulo, they're doing an all-nighter. And uh, that was verified yesterday when I asked uh, my our developing translator, Pastor Anna, if they were still doing it, she said yes. And I said, I think that if if we were there, one thing, there's a couple things I could rely on. 
One is the presence of the Lord. And second is that strong, sugar-laden Brazilian coffee. If, if they bring you Brazilian coffee down there, as many of you know, it's, it's about half sugar and half espresso. And it, it reminds me of that scene from The Freshman when Marlon Brando says, you like Italian coffee? And Matthew Broderick had that little cup of espresso and Brando kept stirring that sugar in and then after about five scoops he made this look on his face and, and he put another one in. That was so funny to me. Now that's, to me, Brazilian coffee. Um, so, but I don't know what your church or your, you as a pastor or a prayer group leader, I don't know what you feel led to do. You do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying what we're doing here and we're, we're, we're expecting everyone to participate in first Saturday in some way, but then Sunday is going to be, and I don't, maybe I'm just forgetful. But I don't ever remember us saying we were going to do a Sunday morning service like that. I don't ever remember that. We did. We did one time. It hasn't actually been that long. What ago. did we do? We well, we had we we re, we connected it with worship because Katie and Kelly were involved, and it was actually. It might have been the Sunday after a seminar, at the end of the seminar, because we, we came into the sanctuary and, no, maybe that was during Sunday school. I'm sorry. I, See, I don't know. I you, do remember us doing something Mary, on a Sunday, and we made prophetic declaration during the midst of the, the, pray, the worship time, and then... Yeah, I'll have to. Well, I'll have to. Yeah. My memory bank. You're you're very helpful to me in that way, but I I just I just know that. I remember enough just to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I gave that really odd message on Sunday about Moses at the rock, and then that them singing that song, and then giving that really powerful directive of we're coming with rejoicing, and then we're going to make this. We're going to command that the water spring up from there, and we're going to make the declaration of exactly what we know it's supposed to be. And then the princes and the nobles at the direction of the lawgiver are going to take their staves and dig. And that's the mighty men. That's exactly what David did with the mighty men, where you had the three definitives. And I, and I think that I think that we are... Um, we're speaking we're going to be speaking into spiritual resources this sunday as part of what we do we're going to be gleaning what god is wanting to do as he shares it in various ways tapping into the the supply that we need to be calling forth and then we're going to be releasing this as not a command, but as a suggestion to the various indigenous outposts of the saints to where their leadership structure comes into alignment with it, but it's through their authority that God has given them in that place to actually dig the thing and to insist upon it being done. And I, I know that 
That's one of the main missions we have in Brazil is to put those tools into the hands of those pastors and leaders and so that they can implement and um and of course France is further down the line in development but it it it's just the way God wants to do it so Anyway, anyway, and I, th- I think that if there was a lesson for Moses, it was, yeah, I was at this rock before, and I know it was a whole lot easier just to do it myself, because these people out here are a bunch of scallywags, and, um, but God was telling them, it's time for you to, in the midst of all of their nonsense, you still have to follow what I'm releasing and they need to be the ones that are going to be tapping into these resources. And um, and I, I think that maybe that's a word for us to continue to be creative in our willingness to obey the Lord and in how we release words, apostolic directives that the princes and the nobles and those in authority can sense this is, yes, this is what God's saying. We're in agreement, but now it's up to us to take a stand where we are. And um, I know that, I'm not speaking for you, but in many places where we've been, we would always hear people sincerely saying, oh, we need help, you need to be here. And we would say, you're a voice of one crying in this wilderness you have to take a stand we're with you but if you think oh i can't do it because pastor larry's not there with me or monica's not there with me or it would be so great if you just sent somebody to stay here with us for months at a time i'm you know god is commissioning them and, and in david you know, David was a, a young man. He was not a military man. And he comes in with what he has, and he defeated the giant. And he was alone. And that's the tabernacle of David's strategy that's going to be brought forward through the Gentile church. So, anyway, I'm just rambling here. I'm a rambling man. Let me have a sip of my... Earl Grey out of my big blue cup I tried to sip it silently enough so Annette would not hear my slurping what say ye I'm just in agreement I'm excited for what God's going to do I think we all need to to recognize our our positioning in this formation yeah you know and I, and I do think like like we've already begun to say we have to establish this maybe maybe Friday evening needs to be a table of thanks a table of reflection and thanks to the Lord in the waning hours of this year for the things he's done and to as like we've always said 
excuse me, thanksgiving is the foundation of grace. It's the launch point. If you aren't offering thanks, you're 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 going to be you're you're not providing the depth of foundation for the growth of grace. And so maybe Friday needs to be an expression of stirring your memory of what God has done to him be the glory. And then Saturday, on first Saturday, we begin to open ourselves as as saints around the world and laying ourselves before the Lord as an offering for the for the new year and having it be more of a of a sacrifice where we crawl up on that altar and we say here here we are and then for us Sunday will be a time of celebration and rededication and empowering the gifts that God and the callings that God has given us we stir up that grace and perhaps as you said earlier not on Mike but but you said that we needed to uh, to reaffirm our calling and part of that reaffirmation is to remember mm-hmm. and um, so so I think I think that's our progression for this weekend and um, we would sincerely invite all of you to to come along um, but you know I, I am really grateful for what what we were able to see in numbers 21 <clears throat> I don't doubt the Lord I, I I have always felt badly for Moses in that scenario and I always felt that there was more to that story than simply him being tongue-tied and now he's got to prophesy because he'd been doing that for 40 years whether he thought he could have done it at the burning bush or not 40 years later he he seemed to have no problem telling those Pharaoh and those folks what for um, and and to think that it's like very very likely from the scriptures that this is what God wanted at that rock and um, so I'm, I'm very grateful to to see that because again I look out over and and I know you do I look out over the world and and I even look out over if truth be told which we do every now and then here um, we we've taken a lot of battle losses over the years and there are a lot of people who were were really strong in battle who stood alongside us and were entrusted and used by God to do great things that aren't here anymore and for whatever reason and and I look over our troops and uh, at times I feel maybe we could be standing in Moses sandals as we think okay <laughs> we came out of Egypt that was a great victory we wandered through the wilderness we saw a lot of things that was a great victory and 
Maybe it's time for us to go into Gilgal and be circumcised again. Yeah. That um, that message from last week about Jesus and John being named on the day of new beginnings, the eighth day, when they were being circumcised. Maybe that's what part of what this weekend is for again. So these are good things. And again, I, I appreciate everybody we have. I appreciate the stalwart saints who stand. I appreciate the bastions of people around the world that are coming. I appreciate the dreams God has given recently. Great favor and armies coming in. I appreciate all that. But, you know, I was, I was thinking the other day about a brother that used to travel with us and minister. And he was just sharp as a tack. Funny. Just a good guy. And, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if we still could have him here with us? He's not here. And I bless him. I'm not condemning or damning him. Um... But God's in control. It's God that does what he does. And we have who we have. And we have what we have. And God has ordained all of it. And and I think Moses looked out over that and he thought, oh. <laughs> oh, but this is what God said. I'm going forward. They're going into the land. Forty years is enough. And they need to be taking spiritual authority now. And... They need to be digging these resources with their rods of authority, and it's time. So that's our message, and we're all going forth with it, and God's going to honor it. Amen? Amen. Gosh. I remember so many good memories, and God has blessed us. And there is a major foundation to show for these years. It may not be what we envisioned it would be, but nevertheless, it is substantial. And God is the one who is in charge, and we, we need to rejoice. You know, it's kind of hard to, when you think about over the years, the those that have run alongside us, walked alongside us, labored alongside us, fallen away, perhaps jumped into a different stream, and I just want to trust that they're functioning before the Lord wherever they are. Why is that beeping? Um, oh, I bet it's our friend, the redundant power supply. But when you when you really try to interpret or discern what what causes somebody to commit and to stay, because we are such a remnant. I mean, and of course that's biblical. I mean, that's that's what God said we were going to be. But it's Gideon. It's Gideon, but I I just I mean. All I can say is it comes down to, obviously, our relationship and our commune with the Lord. And, and through that commune, 
prayer in a multitude of different ways. Yeah. You know, prayer, the way he's taught us so many different ways. And I think about that water and that source. And, you you know, if you think about water that quenches your thirst, that represents relationship. That, that, that represents our fellowship with him. And, and that is the ultimate source of everything mm-hmm. that we flow in. And so I think about where we are now and just the burden of my heart for people to rededicate themselves to just a deeper commitment, a deeper... Um, it's, it's not just about what you do. It's, it's so much about who, he, who you are and who he is in you. And through that, the function that comes forth that is his will. And none of that can happen without that water. And so why is God speaking this to us now? I mean, it's so multifaceted. But for each one of us, it, it's probably going to touch us in a little different way for where we are and what our commitment is to the house of prayer that he has called us to and really the function that is thrown in from there i mean we just talked about kings and priests you can't function in kingly authority without that active devotion to a priestly lifestyle which is serving in his house and you know at the altar and so all of this just to me is just like a big picture of where we are and and this moment going into this new year because you guys i mean the year of the saints i mean what are the saints called to we're an army i mean (laughs) read the bible i mean it's warfare it's have a tear and and we want to be ready. We want to be equipped. And he's. I just feel like the Lord is saying, "I'm right here." And and what we transact this weekend is 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 so significant yeah. for each one of us personally, but also for us as this body of saints and this army. So it's good. Well, that's that's good. Uh, and I like that that idea of which we know that it's not just about giving divesting authority to people. Their authority has to be applied to opening up not only supply in the natural, but that fellowship with God, which is what they will go forth and impart to others. Well, yeah. not in part. It's sowing seeds. It's 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 releasing truth into the inward part. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is. Uh, <laughs> can you hear that beep? That's. That's irritating. I'm glad we only have seven minutes, but I have to be up here tomorrow again for uh, Wednesday Night Live. Hopefully the beep will be rectified by then. Annette just told me she can't hear it. Okay, good. If Annette can't hear it, then nobody can hear it. Um, So we'll we'll be sending out a uh, something specifically about first Saturday. Um, We might also 
say something about what's happening Sunday morning, but that's here. Many of you join with us, but we'll send that out toot sweet. Um, Most of my French words, phrases I've learned from high school French, which I didn't really pay much attention to, forgive me, and from American television. I think Bugs Bunny and uh, Yosemite Sam said "too sweet" in one of their uh, one of their cartoons, and uh, that's stuck in my seven-year-old brain. <laughs> seven-year-old brain? Oh yeah, that well, remember that was the only thing that was on. We, yeah, you had Saturday morning cartoons, which is a revelation. But before that, you had the Warner Brothers cartoons, and they were on just as filler sometimes when the local broadcast didn't have anything to put up there and so I would watch those they made me what I am today that's all folks so um, anyway we we pray a blessing over all of you Um, I had a funny picture yesterday when I was again doing the Brazilian broadcast Anna took uh, whatever it was that she was connecting with Yowali and I on and showed me that they have a little swimming pool that's outside the door that leads into their house. And Luciano was sitting in a chair and Benjamin was in that swimming pool. And he was he had some little thing that he was fishing. Uh, I think it was one of those magnet things that you put into the water and it connects with the fish. And they were just having a great time in the Brazilian summertime. And um, so, of course, it feels like Brazilian summertime up here. It was 80 degrees yesterday. It's going to be 80 again today. Man, oh, man, oh, man. It's it's great. And it's driving Olivia crazy. She just can't handle it. Like, why is does it feel like summer? And so I was able to tell her this morning that when I looked at the weather, it's going to be 24 degrees on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday morning, really? It's supposed to, it's forecast to be 24. Oh, wow. Or at least, oh, it's 25. Oh, well, it makes all the difference. Sorry, Let me take moved, off a sweater. They've moved it to Sunday. Well, they, so we are having an Arctic blast come through. Any moisture with that? Uh, just moisture on Friday. Tomorrow okay. and Friday, but this weekend, sunshine, but 28, 25 degrees, 29 degrees, oh. and then it starts creeping back up again. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to get my firewood yeah. going. Um, anyway, well, see, chit-chat. We've we said a lot of wonderful spiritual things, gave directives, and now I'm leading us back down the path of chit-chat. But be blessed, everybody, and... Um, We will look forward to another year of blessing and another measure of thanks. We're just giving a lot of thanks. The miracles that we've seen over these past many weeks, people being dramatically, miraculously healed. And you even, I know they were private reports, but you gave a couple of reports that have come in with saints that were believing for um, continued restoration in their body, just tremendous things that God is doing. And so continue to believe. Um, and um, 
I just, I'm just so grateful to the Lord for his calling and for what he is, um, what he's allowing us all to share together with him. Amen. And so let's, um, let's be faithful and let's continue to, to move forward. Uh, we've got three minutes left. I, I, I wanted to say this too, and I intended to say it during our spiritual conversation. Um, we were talking about different people being um, not in the ranks as we know it anymore. And um, I understand that during the Don Potter, uh, during his wife's funeral, that he made mention uh, like a clarion call to intercessors that a lot of strategic intercessors that he knew of had been taken out by COVID. Is this Rick Joyner? Well, I, I don't know whether it was Rick Joyner. I don't know. I didn't hear it. Was it Rick Joyner who said that? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear it. I thought it was Don Potter. I don't know. We'll Don have Potter. to view it. Oh, Don Potter. His wife's funeral. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and the, he was really giving a call to intercessors to step it up, to fill in that gap. And so... Um, I really feel that burden, too. Yeah. So, get with it, folks. Get with it, Ron. Get with it, Monica. And we'll all just get with it together. We'll get with him. Amen. We'll do what we're supposed to do. So, God bless you. Thanks for joining us. And until tomorrow, for Wednesday Night Live, beep or no beep, God bless you all, and goodbye.